We're dark and will and we are off the rail, off the rails, and we are off the rails, off the rails, yeah, off the rails. Who welcome? You are listening to Off the Rails. One of the internet's newest and hottest podcasts with your host, Gay Cantlay and Doug. I'm Doug, and with me as always, welcome, Gay Cantlay! Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's do it. Hey, Douglas. How are we doing? Hey, William. I'm doing great. Uh, that clapping you were doing, probably yeah. going to be enough to fuck up the beginning and i'm gonna have to cut it out completely <laughs> and use the recorded version that i last week but that's okay we'll see what happens welcome william how's it going uh man uh things are going great douglas uh, sorry about the clapping i got excited and as we discussed previously i like to clap when i'm excited and that's what happens uh, it's better than a boo uh, i'm ready to roll it's oscar sunday i'm going through my oscars movie list currently i'm on movie three today uh Things things are well. It's a, it's a beautiful seventy five degree day in, in 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 wherever I live. Where do I where do I Fayetteville, Arkansas? I'm drinking Jeez. some box wine. Uh, oh <laughs> I took a wonderful nap with Pearl today. Things are on the up and up, Douglas. Things are on the up and up. How long in Northwest Arkansas? Uh, since two thousand January first, two thousand ten is when I moved here. 11 years, and you can't, you don't know where you, how much boxed wine have you had this evening? Well, it's Oscars, it's, it's Oscars night, Doug, so I do want to throw that out there. Uh, there's no better time to drink some boxed wine than Oscars night, so I think I'm on my third glass, which is not a lot. I think I'm okay. I just, some, when I talk, sometimes my memory starts to fail as I start to spew out the words that I'm trying to get out there. And I, I just temporarily forgot that I live in Fayetteville, Arkansas is all. William, speaking of Oscars, um, I didn't, I don't want to cover much of it because I haven't watched it uh, yet. I, yeah. I, I watched about 15 minutes of it. Um, I, there's one thing, and I got two questions. I got one question for you. I want to talk about the movies you've already watched. Um, mm-hmm. But first I want to say that I did watch uh, spoiler alert. I'm about to. I'm about to say. Actually, I don't need to say the winner. I watched the best song okay. category. I guess it would be mm-hmm. um, Oscar's original song. Um, mm-hmm. One of the songs that was nominated was a song called Husavik, S A V I K Husavik from Eurovision test. Semicolon: The story of fire song. Uh, I, I don't know what that is, um, okay. but what I did enjoy about it is the lyrics. One of the three or four people that was listed was a gentleman by the name of Fat Max Jesus. <laughs> Spells it G-S-U-S. Okay. Fat Max Jesus. I'll, I'll ruin it. They did not win the Oscar, but a guy named Fat Max Jesus. Almost won an Oscar this evening. Wow, that, that would have been great for Fat Mac Jesus. Uh, that's a good name. I like that name. Uh, sorry to hear that he did not win, but I did see that Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails 
uh, won for Best Original Score from the movie Souls. I think that's his second Oscar. Uh, the The music industry, the movie industry, really loves Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. It's good to see that he's found himself a second career out there. Yeah, I saw a thousand movie scores. Like he, he does a lot. Is, yeah. He's, he's, he's the in-demand dude for scores of music this, at this point, it appears. What, uh, what two, two or three movies have you seen? So on Friday night, I watched The Sound of Metal. I thought it was going to be about heavy metal. It was more about being deaf. So I was a little off guard there. Uh, uh, last night, I watched Nomad. Uh, really downer of a movie to watch on a Saturday night. And then tonight, uh, I still have another hour to go, but I watched uh, a movie that I cannot recall the title of it, uh, starring Carrie Mulligan, who was on Saturday Night Live two weeks ago. Uh, she's out for revenge. It's called, uh, I can't recall the name of it, though. Uh, I gotta, I'm got i drawing a blank on the title of the movie, Douglas, but Carrie Mulligan's the uh, star of the film. So I'm going through all the best nominated picture movies at this point. Something about perfect, uh, perfect, uh, I don't know. I got nothing. My mind's blank. I am not familiar with any of these. know uh, what your last movie, because she was on SNL the other day, yeah. and uh, I did catch something that say maybe somebody won an award for that in the very first of the show. Mm -hmm. um, but I still don't know what it is. I don't know what any of those movies are. I've, uh, heavy metal? What? Hard metal? Metal? Sound of metal? It's a, Sound it's of metal. It's a bounce, documentary a, about heavy metal music. I was kind of hoping it was going to be along those lines, but really it's about a guy who's in a band with his girlfriend who's really rich uh, they go on tour he gets uh he he ends up becoming deaf um i think uh, the same way that brian johnson from acdc and huey lewis from huey lewis in the news became deaf i can't remember what that condition's called uh, but while playing on, on a particular night his his hearing just went away um and so he uh goes on a mission he's also a recovering heroin addict uh, so he goes on a mission trying to recover his hearing but it turns into this story about living life as a deaf person um so yeah, that's what that's about it was a good movie though the the actor and i don't know who I, i've never seen him before he did a tremendous job playing a, a deaf guy um and uh it was it was a good movie on real life no because i mean not no not, well, not based on real life all right well i like it maybe we could we will Oscar follow up this week um, in regards yeah, sure. to Oscars. Um, no, I don't do you know wanna, any. Do you, want, do you want to share what you're wearing tonight, like the Oscars do? <laughs> uh, I'm wearing a pair of shorts. Okay, made by who? And oh, I, I have no clue. I'm not sponsored. Yeah. Uh, unlike you, I don't have yeah. a sponsorship yet. I haven't. Yeah. I mean, I would think by now you could have reached out to Adidas. Hey hook my boy up, you know, where I'm sponsored and, and pass together and he's out and about, he's the man on the scene. Uh, he likes to cover a lot of events, which we'll talk about shortly. Maybe we should sponsor him as well. So I don't know. I, I know that if it was, if it was me, Adidas or anybody else and you, my friend were without a sponsorship, uh, yeah. definitely reach out and try to get you the plug what's going on there i don't know what i've what i've done uh 
at you, but I, I apologize uh, for whatever it is. Wh- whatever you don't want to help me out, but that's cool. Uh, no worries. Uh, and I'm wearing a black that does not have sleeves. Nice. Uh, Doug, sleeveless... I, I, yeah. Go ahead. Doug, I accept what? your apology. That, that mean, the apology means a lot to me. It probably opens up a few doors there, so thank you. <laughs> uh, can you tell me what it is I apologized for? Well, Doug, I, if I have to tell you what you apologize for, is it really a proper apology? I feel like we all know uh, I mean, you made the apology. I, it was sincere. It came from the heart. It sounded like yeah, uh, yeah, so I did. accept it, and I think I think we're good. I think you know we're squared away now. Squared away, we're even. Even Stephen. Wow, well, you've you've never sounded as if you have been upset with me. You've you've held that in quite nicely, uh, not to affect our relationship in any way. You've that must have been tough on you to act. As if you weren't hurt, but clearly deep down you've been hurt and quite possibly devastated by something I've said and or done in the past. Um, wow, I'm I'm sorry. Well, that you know that second apology was almost as important as the first one, Doug, and I appreciate that you followed up with it. Now, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a professional, Doug. That's what uh-huh. I do. Yeah. Um, I don't allow other people's. Uh, issues get in the way of the role that I play, both as a French a friend and as a podcaster. Uh, so I just go business as usual. That's my motto. I just go forward, head and eyes forward. Uh, I, I believe the 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 saying I like to use is clear clear eyes, full heart can't lose. Is what I like to go with, Doug. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Open mind. Uh... No chest pains, feeling good. That's pretty much the same one. I go with that one as the same thing, but open mind, no chest pains. Is that what you said? Open yeah, mind, no ch- yeah, no chest pains. You don't want the and chest what, pains. What came huh? after that? What came oh, after that? What I had said. What I had just yeah. said. Well, I mean, listen. I don't want to. I don't want to take up a lot of time on this. You can play it back. It was. Let's just. You know, I said what I said, and I meant what yeah. I said, and and. uh and let's just move on. Listen, let's talk about. Uh, I got. I want to cover a couple quick things with you, and then I want to get into uh, the Josh fights. Um, now, when you say it that way, you're you're basically stating I'm I'm basically just going silent. Is that the way you that you meant that? Yeah, I just want to. I just need a couple quick updates from you, and then you can just <laughs> set the set the phone down or the microphone or whatever it is you use. Sit back, enjoy your box of wine, and <laughs> hop on board. When I get ready to go off the rails, you know what I mean? Sure. So, yeah, all right, okay, let's do it. Um, I would like, uh, we need a gym and a weight uh update from you, sir. Last week, uh, I, I'm, I'm on two week plateau, Douglas. I'm at 212, I'm still seven pounds down, which is good. Uh, but I'm really struggling with the at home workouts. Uh, it's, it's, I, I'm looking at the bike right now, it's right beside me, Doug. But I can't tell you the last time I got on that bad boy. Um, oh, yeah, it's been it's been a, at least a week. I just I just can't. I have a mental block, Doug, and I can't do it. And by the way, I do want to also update that I since I got that the, that free two months from the gym when I went to the uh-huh. hustle, yeah. I have not re- I have not returned back to that gym, Doug. Um, <laughs> I'm just really struggling. I'm struggling 
in a lot of areas with the physical activity. I can't wake up in the morning. I struggle going to bed at night. I'm drinking too much alcohol during my three days off. I'm, I'm struggling in a lot of places. I'm doing okay with the nutrition, Doug, but I'm not really keeping track of anything. I yeah. don't think I'm getting the momentum that I hoped that I would get by putting this out into the public sphere yeah. uh, when I originally thought of this. No, it's not quite coming to fruition just yet. But as they say, um, when I'm not ready to give up yet. Yeah, they say, they say, and first of all, and I want to apologize. You, this is possibly, uh, this will be my third apology for the evening. Yeah. Um, we didn't cover this last week, as you mentioned, and and maybe that, maybe that we you know we didn't hold you accountable. You've, you went a that's whole true. week without, yeah. So that's on me. That's my bad. Um, wow. So Great hopefully, I've, yeah, don't get used to it. And you know what they say is where there's a where there's a way. Uh, mm-hmm. There's will. There he is, will. Yep, I agree. I gotta, so. yeah, I, I gotta get, I gotta get together, Doug. I gotta get it together. Well, come on, man, get it together. It's yeah. out there. It's we. The people are gonna be a little disappointed in you. Get your shit together. I agree. I agree. I, I appreciate you bringing it so early in the show so we can get it out there. I'm at two twelve, seven pounds down again. That's good, uh, but not the progress I'm looking for. So I'm hoping this this point next week, Douglas, I'm able to say two zero nine is my weight. Ten pounds down. Here we go. Two zero nine. Well, what's important is is you know you know what's going on. You 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 know some areas of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we now we just gotta we just gotta play make a gotta visualize and attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Visualize, visualize and then attack. And attack. Speaking of attacking, mm-hmm. I went to the Josh fights on nice. on what day was that? On the twenty fourth was yes Friday. Um, it's that made national. That was Saturday. I went to the Josh fight on Saturday, which was mm-hmm. two days ago on the 24th. Um, mm-hmm. the entire day when I was explaining it to people that I'd seen, I was saying that today was the 23rd. Um, mm-hmm. so I now know that I was off in a little bit of my description. Um, the Josh fight, if you don't know what it is, it made national headlines, uh, where a bunch of Josh's gathered together in Lincoln, Nebraska, a battle for the right to have the name Josh. The losers, all the other Joshes, um, are supposed to change their name to something else because there can only be one Josh. Uh, it started a year ago by a gentleman named Josh Swain from Tucson, Arizona. Uh, during the pandemic, he was bored. He was at home. He found a lot of Josh Swains on the Internet, and tagged all of them that he could, and sent out a message to them basically saying, uh, well, it said, do you know what we all have in common? Somebody said, yes, we all have the same name, Josh. And then he followed up uh, with some coordinates that he chose at random, um, which I don't know how you do that. Is there like an mm. app? Is there something you can do that just pops up random coordinates for you? Like, I, have, I have no idea how you could possibly just randomly select coordinates. I would even know what number to start with. And I don't know how many numbers I'm supposed to come up with for coordinates. So I don't know how you just randomly do that. No, dude, coordinates are crazy long. So here's the coordinates. Let's see if I can pull up the coordinates that he selected. Uh, His tweet said, you're probably wondering why I've gathered you all here today. Somebody, a a Josh responded with, because we all share the same names, question mark. Precisely. He wrote 424, 2021. It was a year ago um, that he sent this out. 
12 p.m. Meet at these coordinates. 40 dash eight two two three two eight six comma minus ninety six dot seven nine eight two zero zero two we fight whoever wins gets to keep the name everyone else has to change their name and you have a year to prepare good luck um from one of the articles i read before it happened uh, i think he kind of just sent that out and forgot about it. Didn't think it was going to really be anything. Obviously at that time he said it in jest. I don't think he really was planning on doing this. Uh, It's just something that he did for fun and didn't think anything that would come of it. Well, the Josh has talked he got some, some momentum at some point in time. um, And he found out that a lot of Josh's were talking about it and they were planning on going at which time he said, shit, I got to go. Apparently, you know, I actually got to do this. I found out about it, um, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday via our local news here in town. Otherwise, I hadn't heard anything about it. Uh, I immediately did some research, got on TikTok, uh, which is where a lot of the stuff was going down. Um, found out what, what it was, and, and I was like, this is, this is something. I, I got to go to this. Random coordinates led him to a field in Lincoln, Nebraska. Dudes from Tucson and I was seeing that people from all over the country were like, fuck, yeah, I'm going. So naturally, I had to be there for the content and to be live on the scene. Um, the coordinates that he randomly selected was uh, was a field um, that just was a land, a pasture, a, I don't know, so a, a farmland. And they got in contact with the person that owned the, the land, and he said, no. I don't want this tomfoolery going on in my land. So they moved the fight to a park that was very close to where that land was at called air park. Um, yeah. So started at 12 o'clock. I got there a little after 11 because I was seeing online that people were going to be showing up at 11 um, to prepare and get things figured out. So I definitely wanted to be there uh, early to secure some rockstar parking and just kind of see how it all unfolded. Uh, when I got there at 11 o'clock, I was surprised at how many people were there already. Uh, I would say there was probably, and you know how I am with numbers. I'm pretty good with crowd sizes and numbers and, and predicting and, and making an accurate within, I would say, 15 people, um, yeah. an accurate number of how many people were there. So I would say at 11 o'clock when I got there, there was probably four, 500 people already gathered chatting, um, practicing, uh, setting up their sites with signs and chairs and grills um, and, 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 and hitting and, and warming up with their pool noodles and fighting each other. Um, the fights that they were having, the Josh fight was a battle of the Joshes and they were going to use pool noodles. Um, and once you got hit with a pool noodle, you were out the last Josh standing one. Um, the crowd grew quickly and strong, and it was a crowd of just. I don't take this the wrong way. I love all people. I don't. I don't judge. Uh, but it was a crowd of uh, just the nerds really came out. The <laughs> the larpers. The I mean, they were in full force. God bless. I love. I think they were fantastic. The costumes some of these people had were just, uh, there was a guy, uh, he had on 
a jersey of a maybe the Gamecocks. Um, he had a my hi, my name is Josh sticker on his uh, shirt. He had on a Lucha Libre mask. Um, he had some sort of helmet over the Lucha Libre mask. A face mask for COVID over his Lucha Libre mask. Um, I think he was wearing maybe baseball pants, black ones. Uh, he was ready to go. There was a bunch of uh, uh, who's that that superhero on walls and shoot Spider Man. There was a bunch of Spider Man out there. Uh, the creativity. Some of these. There was a guy wearing a black suit. A kid, probably early twenties, uh, late teens, who. Just brilliant. He had two drills, two cordless drills, and he had attached pool noodles to the drills. And the pool noodles were probably uh, two feet in length. There's probably one foot to the left, one and a half feet, one and a half to the right. And it, it, when he turned it on, they spun super quick, and it was cool as shit. He had two of them, one in each hand. And he was a fast son of a bitch. He was running around zapping people with his. Um, oh, it was great. So many call. I Snapchatted the whole thing. Um, I hope uh, people. I think about fifty people got to see it. It was pretty weak in the turnout there, but I'll try to put something up on our Instagram or page. Um, what else? I don't even know what it was. Just so when it was all said and done, I bet there was the internet says hundreds of people, but clearly they didn't do a very good job of counting because I'm pretty sure there was thousands there it was insanity um the joshes were so excited to be with the other joshes i just kept hearing all of the joshes saying what's your name uh which i thought was hilarious and dumb all the time and they would ask where they were from i mean the josh bonding that was going on at this event was both disgusting and also inspiring it was just fantastically dumb um, signs all of the, I'm with Josh go Josh uh, Josh swing for president um, at one point in time the uh, airport police because the park was right by the airport uh, the airport police drove by in their truck and got on the loudspeaker and said we're looking for a Josh is there a Josh <laughs> here we're looking for a Josh as they slowly creep down the road I thought that shit was hilarious um, I, I just uh, there's so much I saw myself on a Snapchat from a woman with like 100,000 followers I ended up Snapchatting her daughter uh, as the Snapchat influencer was Snapchatting the daughter as she was being interviewed by the news um, so I'm pretty much famous now um, <laughs> well I don't know the, you all right? You're, I'm clearly I'm yeah, famous. Yeah. yeah, you saw your you saw yourself. Yeah, on a on a Snapchat influencer snap of what she was filming of her daughter. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So she, I had seen her Snapchats prior to going to the event, so I I, I was familiar with her. I didn't recognize her when I was there because she had a mask. On. So yes, I'm looking at my the Snapchats. I I typed in Josh Swain on Snapchat and I saw her snaps and her Snapchat was that's my daughter being interviewed by the news. And as 
I'm watching the snap. <laughs> there I am Snapchatting the daughter as well that I don't know, making commentary on my own about how she's getting interviewed by two news dudes that are competing against each other, but they're working together. Um, and it was a beautiful moment to watch these two news guys who probably would normally battle each other for the story, but they worked mm. together harmoniously. It was just a, a, the Josh love spilled over to all kinds of people. Normally, you would think it would be like that movie where the news crews fought each other with the comedians who did the thing on the anchor man, but it wasn't. It was harmonious. Uh, yeah. But I saw myself on her Snapchat. Yeah. So, that's yeah, that that's big. huge. Were yeah. you wearing off the rails gear at all? Uh, uh, no. How many how many interviews for off the rails would you state that you're going to be sharing tonight uh, from the Josh fights? Uh, that that that. Uh, when you say interviews, you want me yeah. to tell you about all of the interviews that I saw happen? No, the, all the all the interviews that you did. Like, hey, I'm Douglas Murray from Off the Rails. I'd just like to take a moment just to interview you about yeah. this Josh fight battle that's happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, when you're done with your side of the story, uh-huh. I imagine we're cutting we're cutting over to the interviews and the coverage that you did from Off the Rails uh-huh. on behalf of Off the Rails as a media member yourself. At, yeah. at the battles. So how many interviews would you state that you have ready to roll? When you say ready to roll, you mean like roll the clip and we listen to it right now kind of thing? No, no, we wouldn't listen to it yeah. right now. Uh-huh. You'll do you'll you'll edit that in once oh. you're done with your story. Like, hey, here's here's my off the rails interviews from the Josh fight. Because it was a national story, it was it was my leading story on on my Twitter feed on Saturday. It was on ESPN, Barstool Sports. I mean, it was everybody Everywhere. covered this event, and so I was there. Yeah. yeah, you talk about an opportunity to get off the rails out there. Oh yeah, this this was it. Oh, just this, yeah. well, <laughs> let me tell you, you're gonna. See what it, what it happened. What I did um, uh-huh. as I Snapchatted. Whew, yeah, I bet I I bet I had a I bet I had an hour's worth of Snapchats for people to. <laughs> it was who I did a I got a lot done when I was there. So interviews. What I had see what I had did um, was I liked I was more of a, a, a commentator while I was there. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, personal interviews that I that I did. You're asking. Yeah. I I did. I got one. Let me tell you about the one. One of them that I got was yeah. a guy from from New Jersey. Uh, he he came in from New Jersey. He had a sign that we came all the way from New Jersey. Uh, his 20 year old son told him about it several months back and was like, Dad, do you think my car can get to Lincoln, Nebraska? And Dad was like. Oh hell no! Why do you want to go to Lincoln, Nebraska? Your piece of shit car is not going to make it. And kid was like, "Cause I'm a Josh," and and told him about the Josh fights. And he was like, "Oh well," and you look pretty excited about it. And 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 the and the kid was like, "Can I go?" And the dad was like, "Yeah, you're not in your car though." And the kid said, "Well, I'll I'll pay for 
can we drive? And the dad was like, nah, hell no, we're not driving all the way to Nebraska. And the kid said, well, I really want to go, so I'll pay for the tickets to fly. And dad was like, shit, he really wants to go. So they came down for the fight. Uh, and his dad was excited, and the 21-year-old son, who was one of those no disrespect nerds that I spoke of earlier. Um, it was hilarious because the son came over after I got done interviewing him and he, he, his zipper was down and his dad noticed right away and said, uh, you better pull up your zipper. And the 20 year old son freaked the fuck out, got very embarrassed. Uh, he was, he was upset, phys- uh, just visibly emotionally upset because he realized that his fly was down the entire hour and a half that he was out there running around amongst all of his other Josh brethren. And he kept exclaiming how embarrassed he was and he wouldn't stop. Like it was incessant. It was over the top embarrassment. And his dad was like, calm down. Nobody was looking at your zipper during all of this stuff happening. And he was like, but it was down the whole time. You realize that the whole time. And the dad was like, you didn't feel the breeze. He was like, I didn't feel anything, dad. I didn't know. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God. I can't believe my zipper down the whole time. I'm just now finding out. And then he put it. uh, He's like, help me. And he handed his dad the camera and he zipped up the zipper. And his dad was like, relax. He's like, but you don't understand, dad. It was down the whole. I can't believe I was talking to the other Josh's and my zipper was down and me and the, it was just, so I interviewed that guy. Um, I do want to mention that I may have forgot to say anything about being from off the rails. Uh, and I did not have any identifying, but I interviewed the shit out of him. And I hung out with him and I said, welcome to Nebraska. And I said, enjoy the rest of your trip. I did do that. I did that shit. Yeah. Man, you know, I I feel for that Josh kid. I'm totally with him. Even if he is a nerdy dude, you come come all the way from New Jersey for a Josh fight and then your flies down the entire time. The entire time. Thousands of Joshes and non-Joshes running around being all Josh friendly and shit. And, mm. and not a single Josh had the, had the yeah, not, not decency to say, Josh, <laughs> your flies down, but brother, my fellow Josh, you know, not one Josh, not one Josh helped them out. No, not one Josh in the group. All the Josh turns out. Josh's are a bunch of dicks. <laughs> Fucking Josh's. Oh, mean ass Josh's. They look funny. Uh, they look I didn't mean to say funny. They look nice, but it turns out they're not. <laughs> you didn't mean to say funny. You were trying to say nice. You came out as funny. <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's an easy mistake. To make. Yeah, easy mistake. Um, you you can see where I messed that up. Yeah, what no, up, what no, up? It's it's funny that you with your description of what you're you're going with because. So Erica, the, the wife, started watching this first. And I was like, what are you watching? She explained it to me. I had zero clue about any of this. I guess her mom also knew about this. I just, I, I had been completely just, I, I had no clue. So when I started watching your snaps, Erica had already watched everything. 
I stopped after like three or four snaps and I was like, this looks like the nerdiest thing like in the world. Like this looks like a Renaissance fair for drama club students is what I was like, what the vibe I was getting out of this. Yeah. They were there. The more, yeah. The the more I watched it, I was like nerds, you know, nerdy stuff away. I was like, it's cool after like 14 months of shit uh, that, all of these Josh's <laughs> are like, fuck it. Let's, let's meet up in this random city based off of this random Facebook message. Uh, so by the end of it, I was, I, I was excited and I was happy to see how much fun everybody was having because quite frankly, we, uh, a lot of us need this and it's glad I'm good to, good to see that the Josh's came together and came up with this idea to have a noodle fight in a field in Lincoln, Nebraska. So ultimately I'm I'm inspired by the story, but also ultimately I was like, that's one of the nerdiest group gatherings I've seen in my lifetime. So good job to them. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. They did a fan, just a a great job. Uh, The LARPers, as I mentioned, the LARP folks were out. Um, There was a, a giant, just a big beast of a man came in shirtless, uh, with big i'm big josh written on his chest and something else on his back and he comes marching in like a big ogre and he's and he's just bowed out as he's walking and everybody sees him coming and they all start chanting big josh and they're looking at him and all and he's got pull noodles taped to his hands so that his hands are pull noodles uh you can't physically see his digits because he had so much tape and pull noodles attached to him there was people with just old displays of Joshness, uh, proudness to be Josh. Uh, I heard as I was walking through the crowd on one of my snaps, you can overhear the kid say, if I lose, I'm going to change my name. Um, and then the snap cuts off. Uh, and you're probably thinking to yourself, well, Doug, what name did he say he was going to choose? <laughs> Let me tell you, I don't remember. Um <laughs> It was, it, I mean, I don't, it was so much. It was so overwhelming. The shit at one point in time, uh, there was a group of guys there. Uh, they were, I, it, can you call it tailgating? It's tailgating. They had a grill. They were all sitting down. They had some uh, cocktails They had an ice chest uh, and they were grilling hot dogs and they, and they also had a loudspeaker uh, and they make an announcement. And what funny, what's funny. One of the funny things about it is they're sitting with their backs to the crowd. Like they're not even looking at the action. They're facing the street where nothing is happening. And they're right against the crowd. Like you could see in the snaps how there was a circle that they had created for the Josh fight to happen in the, in that big ass empty circle. They're right on the border of that circle with their backs to the crowd, having some tailgating action. Uh, and one of the guys picks up his loudspeaker again, not looking at the crowd, but kind of tilted his head back and pointed the speaker in their direction and said, if anybody wants free hot dogs, we've got them. And a bunch of Josh's were excited about that and made the run for the free hot dogs. After they gave away two quick hot dogs, he promptly made another announcement that they were out of hot dogs. I fucking started laughing so hard. It was the funniest fucking thing. You should have seen the Joshes get excited at the free hot dogs because they're still in mid battle. Like the main 
was over, but they're still so excited. There's a non-Josh fight going on, and all the people are fighting with pool noodles, and they've been running around and free hot dogs, and they say, oh, free hot dogs. A couple guys were like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. And they start going like, we're going to fucking eat all your hot dogs. Two fucking hot dogs. He makes the announcement <laughs> route of hot dogs. Fuck, it was hilarious. Um, there was so much going on. Uh, so when they got started, and there were so, dude, there's so many people. I couldn't believe thousands of people. Um, he, Josh Swain, who was in the middle with his megaphone, he makes an announcement. I understand that there's another Josh Swain that's here. So they're going to have the ultimate battle between Josh Swain versus Josh Swain to see who gets to keep the name Josh Swain. The Josh Swain happened to be a guy from Omaha, showed his identification to prove he was, in fact, a Josh Swain. Uh, he w- kind of had a, a 60s greaser look to him, um, like that outsider's greaser look. He had on a, a, a sleeveless vest that was studded, um, a jean jacket looking vest with the little studs on it and, and patches and shit. And he had his he had his greaser hair slicked back, looked all cool and tough. And the Josh is getting the middle of the circle to go for a full battle of Joshness. And uh, they did rock paper scissors, mm-hmm. um, threw down three ties. Rock versus rock landed. Uh, stone versus stone. No scissors versus scissors <laughs> standed. And then they did paper and paper landed. They tied three times and the crowd is getting excited. Whoa! And the Josses are freaking out that they keep throwing ties. Oh my God, we tied again! And then boom, fourth rock, paper, scissor comes out. The original Josh Swain won. Crowd goes crazy. Josh Swain, shocked, delighted, uh, just didn't know how to respond, starts jumping around and he's excited that he won. Uh, they awkwardly hugged, not hugged. Uh, it was one of the weirdest looking things. Didn't shake it. It's like, I don't know how to touch you. Do I touch you? It was that, do I know you? It was like in, in, in Step Brothers, whenever Will Ferrell goes to hug the dad at the first time they have dinner together, but he doesn't, but mm-hmm. he does, but he doesn't. It was one of those scenarios. After that, the poor dejected Josh from Omaha uh, left the circle, devastated, defeated, probably wondering what he was going to change his name to, uh, what options he had. Uh, And then Josh Swain gathered all of the Joshes in the middle to do a test run of the uh, pool uh, noodle fights. And then after the test run, they did the real thing. He had the crowd count down from 10, which was fantastic. I mean, everybody was into it, loudly yelling, 10, 9, Eight, and the, you can see all the Josh is starting to get pumped as we get to about seven, six, and you can see the Joshness just, uh, you can see him just getting all Josh ready to fuck Josh's up, and they start bouncing around like they were moshing at a goddamn rancid punk show, and they were getting all riled up and ready to go, and the crowd's counting down to one, and they're getting in the circle, getting their position, first of all. If you're ever going to get in a pool noodle fight with a bunch of people in the middle of a circle with the same name, don't go to the middle of the circle. You got to stay on the outside. You got to ride the rail. You got to stay on the outside with the people. Everybody's going into the middle. You got to lay low. Act like you're not even there. Act like you're one of the crowd. And when they least expect it, boom, you get in there. Fuck them up from behind. But they didn't do that. They're all jumping in the middle, running around. 50% of the Joshes were gone and dead within the first two seconds for poor just 
Yeah, obviously they didn't think this through. They've never been in a political fight in the circle with a bunch of people named the same thing as you. We've all done it, idiots. Uh, and it turns out I, it was the coolest goddamn thing uh, when they had the real fight. When it was all said and done, a little boy by the name of Josh Vincent, five years old, was declared victorious. He was the last Josh standing. And right now, as we speak, the Internet is screaming um, that it was rigged. Mm. They don't think that it's possible that a five-year-old could have uh, been victorious. The internet is not happy about this. I think they are happy, but the same token, they're like, this is some bullshit. This is rigged. Um, so you can get on the Twitter sphere and see all of the people saying that it's some bullshit. Uh, and it's hilarious. Is, it's comical. Is there video evidence uh, to show, in fact, that he was never tagged uh, throughout the match? So there's a Channel 8 news guy that was there, Yusef Nasaref or something like that. And he made a comment um, because his one of his videos is the one that's being used by everybody, I think. Yeah. Um, and he and then so people are commenting on his his posts about how it's rigged. And he responded with, uh, I was there. You weren't. Um, I'm paraphrasing. He might not even have said you weren't. Um, but he did say that he was there um, and that he's got video evidence that it was not rigged and then showed a video. Well, unfortunately, Yusuf didn't pay very good attention because I did see little Josh uh, get clipped at least three times. Um, <laughs> you know, the little shit never went down. I don't think he grasped the concept. Once you get hit, you got to go down. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's five. Uh, but the fucker cheated. You know, it's all there is to it. Uh he shouldn't have won, and and I will be putting in a protest to have people watch the tape again. Uh, I'll be pointing out where he was tagged because he do it over uh, and declare a new winner because that. And I saw another guy uh, get a, a little kid came. He was dressed as a goddamn Jedi. Uh, he had on that white Jedi costume outfit thing, and he's doing like I said. He's kind of standing off to the side, not really getting involved. And a little kid, probably nine, anywhere from nine to 15, runs up on him from behind, knocks his, he's got two foam swords in his hands. He knocks one of the swords out of his hand from behind and then hits him in the back with the pool noodle. And this fucking Jedi throws his arm in the air like, what the fuck? Because you knocked my sword out of my hand. That's some bullshit. You can't do that. Stands there in disbelief, disgust, and might have started to cry a little bit. Goes and picks up his sword, stands there and looks around and gets back involved. Now, at that point, I was right on the, I was first, I was the guy that people were bumping into. I was on the border. I wanted to go over there and snatch him up by the back of a shirt collar and rip him to the ground and say, you're out, Jedi Knight. Get the, what are you doing? You cheating son of a bitch. But I didn't. I just stood there and watched him. He ended up going down towards the end, so it was okay. But when the little kid won, and as he was one of the last people going, and the crowd realized that it was little Josh, the crowd started chanting, little Josh, little Josh, little Josh. And I think the big Joshes realized, okay, we see what's happening here. We got a little Josh. He's wearing some sort of costume. He's decorated. He's got maybe a Batman costume on or something. Who knows what it was, the little nerd. He's running around. They're seeing that he's winning. I think they realized, okay, 
as the crowd's chanting little Josh, you don't want to be that big Josh dickhead that takes out the little Josh and claims victory. You're a Josh amongst Josh's. Josh's aren't going to like you because we're chanting little Josh. Clearly, we want little Josh to win. And you sit there and clipped him? You fucking prick. So they didn't. And little Josh won. And the crowd went fucking nuts. It was awesome. They ended up picking little Josh up in the air and hailing him the the King Josh or something. Uh, at one point in time, Josh Swain said, everybody take a knee. And I was like, and no. And, and I'm in the front middle, right in the mix. And I look around and everybody's taking a knee. And I was like, I started to make a move for a knee. And then I was like, I'm not going down on my knee. Fuck that. I'm going to need help getting back up off of that knee. I'd probably just stay down there for a little bit and act like I was doing it on purpose and then look around and see if there was a right opportunity to get my big ass up. So I just stood there and Snapchatted it and was like, fuck y'all. I, I, I got, I'm not going to. And I didn't. And I felt really awkward when I wasn't. And I was one of three people out of upwards to three to 5,000 that just were standing up Snapchatting. That I was Snapchatting. So I made, in my mind, I was like, I'm official, bitches. I'm, I can't go down to a knee because I can't get good content if I'm down on my knee. That was, that was what I was projecting in my outward persona. But inside, I was like, I can't. I'm not going to my knee. It's too much. Um, and I didn't. But they, it was awesome. They got little Josh in the middle. All of these thousands. Did I? I mean, we're talking probably up to 7,000 people there. We're all on their knees, hailing little Josh as he's hoisted into the air with a Superman costume. He's got a Burger King crown that doesn't fit. It's around his neck, so it really covers three quarters of his face. So the only thing you can actually see from Josh are maybe the top of his eyebrows and the top of his head. Uh, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on because he's blinded by a goddamn Burger King's uh, cardboard crown. Uh, is probably a little confused as to why he's wearing that crown. Uh, but nonetheless, he was hoisted into the air and hailed the one Josh. I I'm willing to put money on it that none of these fuckers changed their name. Yeah. Um, and I think somebody needs to follow up and hold these Joshes accountable. Uh, there was a verbal contract, and it stated, uh, if you're coming to this event, there can only be one Josh. If you lose, you have to change your name. Um, and I better see a follow-up story from all of these offices saying, you know, maybe maybe the state of 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 New Hampshire makes a a post a, a some news article that says, "Boy, we've seen a a large gathering of Joshes at the courthouse to legally change their name." Like I'm looking for those stories, and if I don't see them, I don't. I, I, there's nothing I can do, but I'm gonna be disgusted. Yeah. Well, I mean, an off the rails investigation can certainly be done. I would say I think that's a good idea. Well, well, as as the, you you can reach out to all the Joshes that remain on Facebook with, with a month later, and say, "Hey, uh, I noticed you guys are still going by Josh on Facebook. Perhaps oh. you you look into changing that." Yeah, yeah. What's the hold up? I I assume you've you've already started the paperwork, and you're uh -huh. just waiting for something to go through. Uh, that would yeah. be my assumption. Yeah. Well, as lead investigator of Off the Rails, I I look forward to whatever you you find. Um, you come up with from your investigation. That'll be great. And the people will appreciate it too, I'm sure. I don't, you, I, th I think you accidentally, I think you cut out a little bit there. 
because I thought oh, I heard. No, that's my bad. I what I yeah, what I had said was what as, I was, what we were going with was since you'll be sending out the messages on I I am the lead investigator. Yes, that's correct. But I, I do rely on you to do the actual messaging in the investigations. So as the lead investigator, what you're saying is you're delegating me to do all of the work. No, but you still no, hold the title to... of lead investigator. Yeah, once you provide the documents to me, then that's when I come in and I do my lead uh, work uh, investigation into the the thing being investigated. Huh. Sounds yeah. like some bullshit. Um, what else? Right towards the end of it, um, I got a good Snapchat of a local motorcycle gang that was there to wreak havoc. Um, to scare that. the people, um, and they did. As soon as I drove by and Snapchatted them and called them out and let everybody know this is one of the toughest gangs in Lincoln, um, they mm-hmm. got on their uh, crotch, their motorcycles, their hogs, um, and they rode through the crowd. They went through the field and circled the crowd on their um, their bikes um, to put fear into the people, probably a show of uh, a force, a show to let them know intimidation. intimidation. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. And, and I tell you, I'm pretty sure that it worked. Um, I saw people really, the fear was on their faces. Uh, and, and maybe I'll, 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 I'll definitely attach that video uh, yeah. to one of our social medias because that's important for people to see that kind of activity going on. Um, it, it's just uncalled for. Uh, sure. And it was, it, was, it was definitely a black eye on the event. Um, but luckily, it happened right at the end uh, whenever it was cutting down. So, you know, I'm sure several thousand people had already vacated, but there was probably still anywhere from six to eight thousand people still there. Um, but a lot of them had already left. Um, and then I guess the last thing, there was so much that happened. I don't even remember what all I should be talking about. And we've already gone 50 minutes. Uh, Josh Swain, I will say, is an absolute... Uh, celebrity now. I mean, he makes my celebrity status from being on uh, TikTok uh, by that one influencer just pale in comparison. He is a true uh, celebrity. The line, he was doing autographs and taking pictures. uh, And as you saw, the line from my Snapchat was just absolutely outrageous. All of the people standing in line to get his autograph and take a picture with him. Uh, It was it was something else. It was something. It was, I am glad that I got to see it. I overheard them saying that it, it's going to be an annual event, which doesn't make sense to me um, because all of the Josses sh- should by that time no longer have the name Josh. And the new Joshes that came into the world are obviously going to be way too young to be at that event. Um, so I don't know how they're going to do it annually, but I heard rumors that it was going to be done annually. Um, they did raise over $6,000 for a local charity here in Lincoln, um, and they did have everybody bring per- uh, non-perishable items um, to donate for the uh, Lincoln Food Bank. Um, I will say that I did not donate any money, and I did not take a non-perishable item uh, because I forgot. Uh, my mother did call me uh, after I was there for about five minutes, uh, because she had seen something on the news or read about it because I told her what I was doing. And she 
did remind me and ask me if I had my non-perishable, um, at which time I said no. Um, and she said, but you've got plenty of time to go get one. And I said, no, um, because I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I needed to parking and see things unfold. I didn't have time to go. So I did not, but I did support and I was happy and I applauded when they made the announcement. And I think it's fantastic what they did and the money that they raised. Uh, and it was fantastic. It was a great event. It was so much fun. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, and I maybe maybe there needs to be a Doug battle. I don't know. There's a lot of Dougs That's, out there. That was going to be my first question, Doug. I mean, it, it's hard to be original in this world anymore. Uh, so many ideas are out there. So many ideas have been taken of just being original. How many copycats do we get from this Josh battle at this point? I mean, we have to, don't you think? I would think so. But here's the thing, though, with this Josh battle. This was a year in the making. Um, so it's not like we can just put together, like, for, for you instance, a, a Doug battle and say, hey, in three weeks, you need oh, to no. meet here, here, here. I mean, you have to give all the Dougs a year notice like the Josh did. And the question is, does that work? So when they state that there's going to be, this should be an annual event, I'm with the annual event, but it can't be a Josh fight. You can call it a Josh fight, but then it needs to be called like oh. the, the, the Doug edition, right? Um, so like next year this happens, new coordinates, whoever wants to take the, the charge, like the Josh fights too edition Doug, right? I mean, it, it has to happen again. I, I feel like somebody's going to do it. Uh, it's a matter of who is going to do it. But I feel like this is not the end we hear uh, of this because it doesn't just stop with one. People are going to be inspired by this Josh fight, this Josh battle. It's very simple to, to, to do it. Uh, and I feel like we're going to get some copycats here. And maybe maybe you join the fold. Maybe you join the fold and send a message out to all the Douglases out there. That's a great, that's a great point. And I think you just answered the question as to how are the Joshes going to do it again or not. You have the Josh Battles, the Doug edition, the Josh Battles, the Will edition, the Josh Battle, whatever name edition. Uh, absolutely. There you go. Way to be on top. Way to be. Good Thank job. Good job. I'm impressed. That was way to go. Um, that's it. That's all I got on that. I guess it's been an, it's been almost an hour of talking about the Josh fights. I, I don't know what else to cover. There's so much more um, that I'm probably leaving out. Um, but you saw the snaps. Do you have any questions, follow-up? Anything you'd like to add to it before we move on? Because we've got uh, no, several more I, things. Yeah, I thought I thought you did a wonderful job covering it. It was a great story. Your storytelling tonight was great. Uh, it was uh, very much improved from your your uh, horrible Foner Park uh, stories from oh, last week. So I, I think that you've yeah, I think you've really improved. Um, I thought uh, you know I, I came in I was a little trepidatious. I think that's a word. Uh, trepidatious. Trepidatious, trepidatious, yeah. right? Trepidatious, trepidatious. Yeah. I was a little trepidatious that you would be concerned about having to carry the show with a story after <sighs> last week's complete debacle. But yeah. I, I think that you really stepped up, um, and we can put last week's just in complete embarrassment oh. behind us um, because you completely, <laughs> you have really redeemed yourself from the atrocity. Oh, that was last week. Like that just complete. Oh my, like the show almost had to shut down. Oh, uh, yeah. 
It, I mean, the funner part story was just such a travesty. Hey, 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 man, I got it. Yes. I understand. The Final Park story was a mess. It didn't oh, go well. But boy, you really... Mess was you, I was trying to come up with a mess. That was the word I was looking for. Oh, so all of those terrible adjectives that you were using to those. describe my Fauna Park story uh, yeah. could have been handled with just one had you thought of the word mess. If I could came up with mess, that's yeah. that, was, that would have been it. <sighs> it really... Really, the know. issue with the story was how bad the sound was last week. We really struggled with the sound last week. I giggled throughout. I had nothing to add to that atrocity uh, mess. Um, but uh, I think you recovered well, Doug. I really enjoyed uh, this episode um, and this story. You did a really fantastic job of covering the Josh fights. Good job. Thanks. I'm glad I could bounce back from that atrocity from last week. And I yeah, pray sound is uh, better this week. And a, a quick apology for people who are trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm doing everything that the anchor people are saying to do, but for some reason we're still having shitty sound, uh, and I hope that tonight's is different. Um, but don't think that we're not aware of it, obviously. I didn't even advertise last week's podcast. It was so shitty sounding. Um, I, I couldn't even, when I edited it, I was like, ah, I can't listen to it. I just kind of jumped around. Uh, and I haven't even listened to the podcast from last week because it was so devastating, trashy, shitty, fucking. Oh, I'm sorry. What were some of the things you said? No, I think you covered it. Uh, okay. I, I want to say I listened to the full episode and I still enjoyed it. Um, but I, I just felt like you were so you you were fantastic throughout. But the sound was not good. So um that's very frustrating i i completely understand that so but i was i may have been one of the, the few people that made it throughout now uh my brother-in-law william calder did send me a message stating that your sign off after our our uh dead or alive was fantastic so he enjoyed the show didn't mention anything about the sound issues so i do want to add that well, throw that in there we appreciate the canadian calders um for yeah. listening yeah definitely Canada is our second strongest uh, listening uh, group of individuals. The Canadians are coming out for us. There you go. Um, let's move the Canadians. God, God save the... Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. So, hey, oh, Canada. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, hey, Doug, if, is, if, if we don't, if we start singing this, the national anthem of another country, but we don't know any of the words and we completely bomb it, how disrespectful would you say that is to other yeah. countries? In retrospect, that's terribly disrespectful. Uh, and we probably just lost all of our Canadian listeners um, because of that. You should have never started that. You definitely owe our Canadian friends an, uh, an apology. Uh, that was wrong of you. For me to have joined in, I did it out of peer pressure. Uh, I felt that you would not appreciate it if I didn't, so I did it to have your back. But I do realize afterwards that that was wrong of me, and I'm embarrassed, I'm disgusted, I'm ashamed, I'm devastated. We might just end this fucking podcast right now after that because that was just uncalled for and i hope that all of our canadian friends and family um and 
you're my friends and family too, because you listen and, and God bless you. And I apologize from the deepest depths of my heart for disrespecting your national anthem. And I can speak on behalf of William when I say that he will come back next week and sing it in full to show his uh, thanks. So I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love in all of us command. With glowing hearts, we see thee rise, the true north, strong and free. From far and wide, oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. God, keep our land glorious and free. Oh, Canada, we stand on God for thee. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Uh, Doug. You want to do the uh, the French version? <laughs> so you're going to cover the the English version? Yeah, <laughs> get to, I'll do the. <laughs> that seems fair. That seems. Yeah. That's yeah. That's fine. I do want to say that I think the uh, Canadian national anthem is, I like the way it sounds. I think it's a, it's a, it's a delightful anthem. Um, it's, it's just, you know, there's some anthems out there that don't, that they just don't have that catchy, you know, it's a good anthem. I mean, that's just a solid anthem. Um, let's yeah. move on um, because we've got, We've got so much more that I, I feel like we definitely need to cover um, as far as some interesting and ridiculous and asinine and just fantastically stupid stories that I found this week, such as the ass clowns um, over in New Hampshire that did a gender reveal party that caused a goddamn seismographic measurement of a small earthquake that cracked the foundation on houses in the vicinity. Um, just fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous that happened this week. Are you familiar with the story? Uh, I, you know, when you told me earlier today you want to cover that, I, I, I did see the headlines, but I didn't read into it. Gender reveal parties are just absurd. I think we're getting to a point where we're, we're going to have to make gender reveal parties actual illegal activities. <laughs> like we're getting to a point to where they we just can't rely on human beings to provide a. A, a safe gender reveal party and it's it's just time to forbid them throughout our country. They're the dumbest thing. 
I can't believe that people gathered to find out what other people's children are going to be. Like, no disrespect to anybody that I know, but I don't give a shit if you're having a boy or a girl. And I'm not going to, I don't care about a party to go to to find out what the sex of your baby is. Uh, and now, have, the, have you ever been to one? I have not, nor would I ever attend. Have you been to one? Okay. No, never. Zero. Did never, it, I don't even think I've received an invite. Did it ever cross? I mean, I can clearly tell that it never crossed your mind to have anything like that. Did it by chance cross Erica's mind to do something like that? Or is she like-minded in this uh, topic? No, our, our gender reveal was the actual uh, picture of the baby. <laughs> that was that was our gender re- We did not know the sex until it, uh, it came to life uh, outside. <laughs> so we had no idea the nine months going into the birth that uh, we were having a boy or a girl. I'm sorry. You said you found out from the picture itself, but you didn't know <laughs> until you had the child? No, I may have said that wrong. What I'm trying to say is we did not know if we were having a boy or a girl until the birth of the child. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm pretty confident that you said we didn't know until we got the picture itself. Um, we went nine months without finding out until it was born, which was very confusing for me because you had said you'd I, I seen the picture. Understand. So in New Hampshire, what had happened is there's a um, an explosive that is used for ammunition called Tannerite. Um, it's an explosive target. A lot of people put it on shit and then shoot, you know, at a range or on their land or wherever and do target practice. And when they the bullet hits it, it blows up. Um, well, these ass clowns in New Hampshire used 80 pounds of this Tannerite to figure out whether or not to to show their guests and themselves and to find out what the gender of their child was. Um, the explosion, as I mentioned, it was done at a quarry. A, 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 I don't, our, there's different kinds of quarries, right? So it doesn't have to necessarily be a rock quarry, which is what I was going to say. But it, it could be, it was a quarry. They thought it was a safe location to detonate, uh, detonate the explosives. Um, the detonation triggered tremors uh, that some neighbors who lived near the quarry believed came from an earthquake. One woman told CNN that the explosion caused cracks in her home's foundation. Um, they've got to be responsible for that, right? Like financially, shouldn't I be able to hold them accountable to fix my foundation because of their jackassness? for yes. causing it yes absolutely um what else i mean it's absolutely insane the tannerite gender reveal target contains one pound of the explosive material combined with a blue or pink powder um, but they used 80 so that doesn't make any sense um they did find out it was a boy congratulations <laughs> um now, how, how close were these people to the explosion like the party how close was the party to the explosion because i'm curious about these people's like uh, hearing uh, ability after an 80 pound explosion. Fantastic question. Unfortunately, the article doesn't say anything uh, and nor does the article or any articles that I've read mention anything about the party goers and, and their health. Um, they're possibly blown eardrums. I mean, you've got to think that if it causes a seismic reaction and it fucked up foundations of houses uh, in the vicinity that people had to been, hurt <laughs> like, like yeah were they not like 
thrown to the ground by the force of the explosion? I don't know. Nothing, nothing I've read indicates anything about the people, but that's a fantastic question. Uh, I was wondering that exact same thing, um, but nothing, nothing says. Um, and these gender reveal parties are just, they're just not, people are dying from these things. Um, a soon to be father in New York died after a device exploded. Um, that same month, a Michigan man was killed when a celebratory celebratory cannon exploded. Um, there was that fire, one of those giant fires in California a year or so ago was caused by a gender reveal um, party. Uh, people are losing limbs. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And people still plan these things with over-the-top stuff. If I was going to have a gender reveal party, it would be something lame like a balloon. Uh, you know, something that's not going to cause an injury to anybody, including myself. Um, but nonetheless, I would never have one. They're just fucking stupid. Um, and this is a prime example of the stupidity of a gender reveal party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, yeah, nothing really to say about that. I wonder when, when people come up with these ideas on what they want to do. I mean, do they not run it past other people and do the other people not tell them that that's probably not the idea to go with? Like there has to be somebody to say no. Or how does the mom, like the mom, the wife should really step in uh, because I, I completely put the blame on the men here. The wife really needs to step in and be like, no, we, we don't really need to do that. What if it was the wife's idea? That would be that would be nuts. That would be crazy. I to me, uh, I oh, I mean, that's everybody's different. (laughs) I just just realized what you were going to say was sexist and not like I can't. Well, shit, I can't say that I think that way because that's not that's not cool. I think it's a woman's job to keep her man grounded and safe. Well, what I was going to say uh, was that it's the, the men are usually the ones that come up with the stupid ideas and the women are a little bit more basic with the ideas. But that obviously is not a good thought process to have. No, but typically the women would be the smarter of the two. Because um, right. that's what you would think. We're just idiots. We're um, not smart. No, we bad ideas. Guys and men are just dummies. Um, Very stupid. It's just idiots. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a yeah. it hap- you hear it every week with us, just yeah. dummies. Um, yes. It's a gift as well. I don't know how, but I feel like anytime somebody says a curse, you got to throw it's a gift as well. Um, speaking <laughs> of uh, stupid people and poor planning, um, there was a about a couple who planned a wedding at a Florida mansion without the owners okay, which is fucking hilarious. Just mm. what is going through people's get away with this type of shit so a couple attempted to host it and this was a two-day wedding celebration at a mansion to use um they had the house was for sale it's 5.6 million dollar price tag on this um and the gentleman the 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 groom had gone to an open house um to act as if he wanted to buy the place and took the tour and actually got in contact with the owner and asked him if they wedding at, in the backyard of this mansion. And the owner said, absolutely not. You the wedding at my $5.6 million. Um, and the 
groom <laughs> was like, okay, and planned it anyway. Uh, I have to think once again, as we just kind of said about stupid men and smart women, like, did he tell his soon that owner said, yes, let's print up those in, in a two day wedding where we have the wedding on Saturday and everybody comes back for Sunday brunch uh, print off. And they apparently they had some elaborate, beautiful invitations. Uh, you right, like, there's no way that the wife knew that the dude said no and still said, yeah, let's do it. Um, good feedback on that. I'm glad you jumped in when I mentioned that. Um, the I wasn't owner, trying to interrupt you. I didn't want to interrupt you. Well, that's uh, why I gave you the pause. pause. Giving you ample time to say anything and the pause filled with your voice. So I started talking again. When there's a pause, beginning the middle of a story that's an opportunity to jump in and say a little something to the podcast you can give something help me out william we are hosts together it's not the doug show with a little commentary from will on occasion it's with your host Doug cantley and doug i paused join me you know what i'm so loud i'm in my living room right now and i'm really fucking loud and my walls are thin i bet my neighbor's fucking pissed i'm gonna have to ask my neighbor whose name is mclean i wonder yeah mclean i should ask him if he can hear me screaming at 11 45 night every sunday because i get fucking stupid with it my bad mclean so anyways, this couple, this Florida couple attempted to host a two-day extravaganza, as I mentioned. Um, <laughs> I don't know what word just came out of my mouth, by the way. Um, <laughs> Courtney Wilson, the groom, and Shanita sent elaborate invitations to family and friends to attend their at their dream home and estate. Uh, but they never got permission from the owner, Nathan Finkel. Detailed invitations describe their love story and how they had been reunited. Divine intervention 30 years after being in high school. They requested guests join them for the ceremony and the reception that would last until after Saturday. They would then return to the mansion on Sunday for an afternoon brunch. When Courtney Wilson, isn't it? Isn't that fucking crazy? The balls on Courtney to fucking... Mm -hmm be told no and to still send out a description of their love and an elaborate two-day event and still show up on the day of and be like, it's game on. He showed up with another person on the morning of his wedding day, ready uh, to begin setting up. Owner saw them at the gate and immediately called the police. Uh, he told them, quote, Wait, I people so he, he was living Finkel was living there. This fucking idiot. <laughs> yes, Finkel was at the property. No. Um, said he had some called nine one one. Said he had some trespassers. Um, keep harassing me, calling me. They say they're having a wedding here, and it's God's message. I don't know what's going on. All I want is for it to stop. When police arrived, they asked Wilson to leave the property immediately and not come back. Wilson complied, and no charges were filed. 
Finkel put, and that's it. Finkel put the property on the market two years ago. Uh, it's up to $5.7 million. Um, it has a swimming pool, a hot tub, a bar, a gazebo, tennis courts, an elevator, bowling alley. Um, it was previously owned by Finkel's late father, who had been an early IHOP restaurant franchisee. Uh, lastly, it says months earlier, Wilson visited the estate during an open house and pretended to be a prospective buyer, as I mentioned. Um, Wilson called Finkel a few months after the open house to visit and asked if he could use the backyard for the wedding. Finkel declined. Um, yeah, and that's it. There was no wedding and nothing happened. Dude just uh, vacated the premises and Finkel went on with his day and Courtney did not marry Shanita. Shane, what was her name? Um, well, I got, I got, I got to feel like Shanita probably called that off, right? I mean, there, there seems to be a little bit of mental illness there. I would, I would say. I mean, these people are near fifty. Like he's near fifty years old. Like this isn't some punk kid in his twenties trying to to get one past, uh, you know, as a trick, as a little prank. This is a fifty-year-old man trying to get a, a wedding in a place and still trying to go through it. There's, there's some, there's some weird stuff going on there. So I'm, I'm hoping that she got out of that. Yeah. I, they're from Florida. Uh, and I don't know if you know about Florida, which uh, hmm. the craziest people are in Florida. The best yeah. news stories come from, uh, yep. I guarantee yep. you they got married um, and are uh, just going strong in Florida. Probably plenty. Oh, boy. At a nice mansion down the road from Finkel's, uh, <laughs> probably really. planning their one year anniversary at a, another mansion for sale. Uh, who knows? But that idiocracy, and it's crazy that people have that mindset to think I, I can ask this guy if I can get married at his $5.7 mansion. The guy's living in the house and he still shows up and is like, Yeah, we're here for our wedding. Open the fucking gate. What? What is going? Like you said, mental health issue, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I would also be willing to bet that no, it's just a Florida health issue, uh, <laughs> and uh, there's just there's something in the water down there, man. I don't know what it is. Mm. Um, but also, real quickly, moving on to our next topic. Speaking of crazy uh, individuals, um, maybe not so much. I think this next story is a is a kind of a smart guy. Um, I read an article about a Japanese man that was arrested for simultaneously dating 35 women to get birth. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying before I go, I don't understand why the man got arrested. Is there a, is there can't date 35 women? Is there a law? Is there some, is there some type of fraud happening here? Do we have fraud in this story at all? Well, I mean, he he lies to the women, and all of the women think he has, you know, he uh, pronounced the name. Mia Agua also allegedly gave each woman a birthday. A 47-year-old woman claimed that he told her his birthday was A 40-year-old woman said his birthday was in July. A 35-year-old thought it was in April. Um, it was this tactic that he used, uh, apparently, to ensure that he would always receiving gifts now let me just say based on that uh, this is actually to be able to juggle 35 women are you kidding me it's hard enough to, to juggle one woman 
And this guy's got 30 women at the same time. How? Yeah, that's, even, how, how do you even get 35 women to say yes to dating you? Like, I mean, that's you know how hard it is to date out there in the world? And this dude's like just throwing down a, over a month's worth of women. Like 35. That's, inc- that's incredible. That's incredible. It's absolutely. It's impressive. I this would be a good time to throw some applause in because oh, yeah. wow, holy yeah. shit! Um, and now it's it's weird. So I I was thinking based off of the story that you would be saying that he he would tell them all the same birthday, but he actually spread out the birthdays because he wanted gifts at different times. So I don't know how he handled that. I mean, how do you how do you keep up with thirty five different birthdays? That's what I'm saying. This guy, check out the brain on this guy. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like in the, somewhere in Asia, Japan, China, the ratio men to women is not very good for them. And I'm pretty confident that I've read news articles about the depression of men. The fact that there's men that go, you know, into their 20s and 30s before they even get a girlfriend. Uh, because there's just the culture. The there's just not enough women to go around, and this fucking guy's hogging up thirty five of them. That's why he got arrested. Because it's like, hey man, that's some bullshit. There's thirty four guys out there that are struggling that could have been with these gals, and you're hogging up all the women. Hey bro, save some pussy for the rest of us. God. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it whenever you think I'm too crass. Um, <laughs> the dude was 39 years old. Takashi Miyawagwa uh, was arrested in Japan for his serial religion. Uh-oh. Douglas. 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 Birthday gifts of money and clothing, um, according to this uh, news article, um, which it seems that the women uh, found out about his duplic- duplicitous behavior, whatever that means. Uh, they unified, formed a victim's association. And spoke to authorities last February. He was reportedly met at least 35. He reportedly met at least 35 of his victims through his job at a marketing company, which sells shower products. Uh, Currently, the police are looking into it to find out if there are more women that haven't come forward. You have to think like he had to have paid for something. Right. Is it possible that he dated these women's got birthday gifts from these women and never took them to dinner and paid for dinner? Didn't ever go somewhere and pay for stuff. Um, Maybe he was strategic and, and, and dated the women after they had their birthday. So he didn't have to give them gifts. Uh, You just, you got to think that he spent some money on these ladies so what if he dated 35 women and, and wanted gifts from them? If I'm dating a girl, I'm going to expect a gift on my birthday. 
What's wrong with expecting a gift on your birthday? Fine. My birthday's in July, but I told her it was in April. I lied, but I still have a birthday coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I don't know. I, I got to give the I don't know what the crime is either. I, and again, I think it the this dude's multitasking abilities, his ability to for I mean, the guy's got uh, he's got a lot of qualities that I think I would like to be able to have. Yeah, he's got the skills to pay the bills. Yes, he does. Um, so I thought that was a, I thought that was an interesting story as well. I agree. Good job. Okay, you know, you really, you're really going in on this. I like the way your your take on things that you share <laughs> has just been fantastic this evening. Keep it up as we go into our last story. What was uh, wrong? With the, oh no, that wasn't that. Nothing. You said everything you said at the time. You said it was great, but I just felt like at the. Man, you know what? That's that's. I apologize. You felt I needed to- I needed to I, close better. I feel like, yeah, maybe you needed to close with something a little stronger than, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, like maybe just your last little take on the whole thing. Maybe you All wrap right. up your okay, feelings me, on the. No, okay. no, let me, no. Let me get. Let, let me get. Let me get ready for this next one. Let me get. I need to get in the proper proper state of mind. So I need. Anytime I hear a pause uh-huh. while you tell this story, I, it's time for me to come in. Uh-huh. Uh, provide a little feedback myself and then uh-huh. at the end when you provide your conclusion then i need to provide a detailed we'll close myself just to add to the closing correct yeah just your you know yeah. if, if you okay. could add a, a yeah okay Let's with go. that with that being said that brings us to our next segment america's favorite game show Welcome to Dead or Alive, the newest and hottest game show out there where, again, Will and Doug try to figure out who is still kicking or who has kicked the bucket. I'm Mike, your host. With me are our contestants. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? I think we're in a better mental position than what we were at this time last week. Okay. Definitely. We've, we've, we've done a 180 from last week's uh, show. And I also want to start off by saying real quickly uh, – I've been practicing. I've been studying. I've been doing my research. I've got, I'm building up a, you, what I'm saying is, Will, you're in trouble. No. I've been studying. My brain is loaded with actors that may be dead or alive, and I am ready to fuck you up. All right. The Oscar edition of Dead or Alive. Maybe not. I just threw that out there. Yeah, Go ahead, no, Mike. All right. Well, I mean, I hope Murray has uh, brought his A game because he is getting his ass whomped. Yeah. Um, it is eight to five. Yes, sir. Um, you are going to need multiple weeks to uh, to to yeah get back into play here. So let's get started. Uh, let's see here. Our first ca- candidate for dead or alive is Robert Wagner. Are you familiar with who Robert Wagner is? This is a uh, is this Barbara Streisand's husband? No, uh, no, ex husband. Yeah, uh, no, no. I I don't know. He might have been married to her. 
Let me see. No, I have no mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, I don't Bronze, know. Bronson, something Bronson is her is her man, I believe. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, Robert Wagner has been known. Uh, uh, he's been was in the Pink Panther. Um, let's see. He was in Harper, The Towering Inferno. Oh boy! Airport, the Concord Airport seventy nine. He was in the TV show Heart to Heart. Uh, he also played. He also played number two in the Austin Powers trilogy. Okay, there we go. Now I know. Yeah, Robert Wagner. Now is he dead, or is he alive? Oh man, that's a tough one. I, I the only thing I know him from. I definitely know him from the uh, the Austin Powers. He had, a, he had, he had a, a blindfold on, not a blindfold, but an eye patch on Austin Powers. Is that correct? That would be yes. correct. That's what I was thinking. I believe that Robert Wagner is deceased. Locking that in? Lock it in. Mr. Murray. God this is dang gonna, it. This is going to set the tone. <laughs> I know. I'm so <laughs> nervous. I bet. I, uh. For you. Thank you. I love how uh, lately, and I knew who Robert Wagner was right away. Um, but I love that you give you give the early work that nobody's ever heard of all of the time. It's fucking great. It's not until like the very last credit we're like, oh, that guy. He starred in the nineteen twenty two classic. Um, Robert Wagner, God dang it, William! What did you say again? You said deceased, right? Deceased, yes. Shit, my first thought was alive, and if I say alive and he's not, I'm digging myself a hole. Based on the fact I'm going to answer what William answered, just so that I don't go in the hole, but I gotta make moves. I can't stay in the hole. I gotta make moves. So the only way to make a move is to say the opposite of whatever William says. When I don't know the answer, and God damn it, I didn't study Robert Wagner. I don't know the answer. <laughs> well, folks, we, we need an answer. This is how the game works. You got to give me an answer. I'm or going with the live final answer. Lock it in. Fuck. Robert John was born February 10th, 1930. <sighs> and is still alive. (laughs) Murray closes the gap. He's old. 91 years of age. Wow. Yeah, so there we go. So uh, I think the fact that Murray uh, got the first one and he uh, has control of the board. So next candidate, I think it's a pretty simple one. You guys probably won't. Uh, we're going to go with Barry Gordy Jr. You guys know who Barry Gordy is? Christ. Barry Gordy is. Barry Gordy is. is. But Barry Gordy Jr.? The hell did he? I mean, that's. that's Oh, okay. So the the record executive, Barry Gordy, is actually Barry Gordy Jr.? That would be correct. Oh, I never knew that. (laughs) God. What, okay. What what label did he find? That he found uh, the founder of. I feel like it was Motown. You are correct. Okay. Damn! Look at Douglas. Yeah. Did you know that he was awarded the National Medal of Arts by President Barack Obama? I, I did not know that. All right. Good. Score one for me. 
Is he, um, is, he, uh, is he dead or is he alive? That is the question that I'm pondering as we speak. Um, okay. Barry Gordy Jr., is he dead or alive? Ah, dang it. It's another one that I don't know. And I've missed the opportunity. I've seen this Motown documentary on Showtime, and I yeah. never watched it. Uh, ah, Barry Gordy, Jr., Barry Gordy Jr., Barry Gordy Jr., I feel like he is deceased, but at the same token, I feel like I can see him right now at an event still alive. Ah, Shinola, Barry Gordy Jr., the founder of Motown, is... Is is <laughs> Will? Did you want to go first? I'm happy to pass. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. you got you. you have control. That's how it works. You, you got control. control. Shit. I don't Unless want. you want to pass, and I get two points for being correct. You know, I'm telling you right now that Barry Gordy Jr. is is a lot is dead. Barry Gordy Jr., the founder of Motown Records, is deceased. Final uh, answer? No, don't lock it in. I think that he could still be alive, though. I think that Barry Gordy Jr., the founder of Motown Records, is still alive. alive. You gotta lock that in? <laughs> deceased lock it in oh, uh, I'm trying to figure out why Mike would say this is an easy one um, so we know Mike? Mike said this This is an easy one for Dave, yeah I know it I, know I don't it. know why he would have said that though uh, the only reason why you would say it well I, I don't know why you would say it <laughs> it's throwing me through a loop I don't know <laughs> I feel like everybody should know Barry Gordy I mean, he's one of the most important men in, you know, music history. So, I like yeah. Motown, I feel like Motown has been in the news in the last couple of years, but it could be for anniversary reasons and not because Barry Gordy died. Um, but I'm going to go with that. Uh, I mean, that Motown is probably over 50 years old, probably 60 years old. I'm going to go with deceased, Barry Gordy, deceased. You guys are disappointments. Son of a bitch. He's still alive? Still alive. He was born November 28th, 1929. He is 91 years of age. Damn it. Oh, I knew it. Always stick with your first answer. I'm over two. No. Now no why, points. Why was that easy? Though? He's old. I think that's easy. I thought that would be when's easy the last, When's the last time you saw Barry Gordy I, I in the news? Thought. I don't know. But still, I mean, it would be like a national day of mourning if he was dead. Well, it, it's all a matter of if you can recall a national day of mourning. Um, and that's, that's, that's I think that I, I, I mean, you know that Michael Jackson's dead. You know that Kurt Cobain is yeah, dead. Yeah, but Michael, Michael you know, Jackson was 50 oh, oh. and Kurt Cobain was 28. Barry Gordy's going to so, be dead at the age of 90. So it's, well, I would, you I remember when Johnny Cash died, right? No, hell no! I don't remember when he died. You don't remember when, but you know he's dead. I, I do know he's dead. Yes, because I saw the movie. 
Oh, God. <laughs> and he hasn't toured in a long time. <laughs> in fairness, for what it's worth, I, I knew Johnny <laughs> Cap was dead before I saw the movie. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Doug. Yeah. And I think, right. I, I think the easy comes from the... I'm proud that we knew who Barry Gordy was. Can't you give us a little right. credit for the fact that we yeah, knew? I'll, you, yeah, so, I'll, give you, I'll give you credit for that. Thanks. But just don't get any, you don't get any points. <laughs> All right. Moving on, we're going to test your dead wrestler knowledge. Dead wrestler, whether or not, yeah, whether or not somebody's dead or alive, right. we're going to go with the 1980s WWF superstar Nikolai Volkov. You guys remember Nikolai Volkov teamed with the Iron yes. Sheik? You remember that? You remember that cartoon yeah. from the 80s? Yes, it was so good. All right, is Nikolai Volkov? Doug, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes and no. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, Nikolai Volkov, is he dead or alive? I suppose I still have control of the stupid board. You do you have control uh, of the stupid board. Um, and what pisses me off is I've been watching a damn wrestling show on Vice. I watched Dark it last season. Yes, I watched last season. I didn't. I'm not. I feel like this season is just the same as last season, but they're going in more depth, so I don't care to watch it. Oh, and I'm looking, and I'm enjoying a show called WWE Treasures. Yes. Where they, you watch, yeah, that's a good show. It's yeah, on tonight. I'm going to watch it when we're done. Um, yeah. But none of that is helping me with this Russian dude you speak of. What Did he have did a nickname? No. No, he teamed with the Iron, iron Sheik. I feel like the Iron Sheik is dead. Um, Nick, uh, Nikolai, Nikolai. I'm going. I'm going deceased. Lock it in, deceased. Nikolai, deceased. Lock it in. Oh boy, I feel like Nikolai Volkov has died within like the last three years. I will say that the Iron Sheik. I'm pretty confident is alive and very famous on Twitter. Uh, Nikolai Volkov, I believe, if my memory serves correct, and it's hard to keep up with the wrestlers because so many of them die early, but I'm pretty confident that Nikolai Volkov has died within the last three, four years. This All is right. locked it in. Nikolai Volkov, born Joseph Raji Perozovic in Yugoslavia. He wasn't even Russian. Um, Phony. Better known by his ring name of Nikolai Volkov. That's say he was born in 47. Yeah, born in 47, died Shh. July 29th of 2018. There we go. So, both of you get a point, which brings our total to nine to seven. So, we did see Douglas close the gap a little bit on, nice. uh, on that. So, we're at nine to seven. With that, folks, that ends Dead or Alive. Remember, kids, alcohol may be man's worst enemy, but the Bible says love your enemy. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think about that for a second. <gasps> oh, that's awesome. Yep. That, it is true. Love your enemy. Yeah. <laughs> love your enemy. That's fantastic. Thank you, Mike, for another great uh, episode of DOA. Uh, you never fail on the the people. Oh, such great people you bring up. Um, <laughs> indeed, uh, indeed. Uh, 
I want to give it a fuck it. I watched the in memoriam tonight. So when William said uh, the the Oscars edition, and I knew William hadn't watched the Oscars yet, and I got <laughs> in memoriam. The two things I saw was the song and in the memoriam. I was like, yes. And I am gonna. I'm gonna lie. I paused it several times and studied. <laughs> Repeated the actor's name, and I was like, "So and so's deceased. So and so's deceased. So and so's deceased." Go on, and if I miss somebody, I rewound it. And so when Will said that, I was like, "Yes, I'm going to get him tonight." Ah, I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about that. You know, I. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, Mike, you're going to stay with us for some sat gate. Of course, it's my favorite segment. There you go. Yeah, there's no update. Sackgate did not happen. I did not go to the grocery store this week. Uh, There is no Sackgate update. Mm. Uh, we are still, we are still on no, no sack from two weeks ago. Uh, wait a second. You haven't been grocery shopping in two weeks. I went grocery shopping last Sunday where they did not sack my stuff. Um, but I did not go. I have not gone this week. I will probably go on Tuesday or Wednesday. That's disappointing. There hasn't been an update in two weeks then. Yeah. I mean, there was an update last week. To do DOA. I mean, that, I mean, sure, that's a bonus, but come on. I mean, I'm really doing this so I can hear what's going on <laughs> at that gate. Yeah. To be first, first to know what's going on with Satgate. Don't have yeah. to listen to the whole podcast another day <laughs> to find out. You'd be like, I don't even need to listen to that bullshit show, especially after that episode where they talked about the fucking, uh, the, the damn Fawner Park shitty storytelling. Thank God I get to do DOA and I can listen to Satgate and I don't have to listen to that dumb show. Well, Mike, I'm sorry. You know, I apologize. That's okay. I've done a lot of apologizing tonight and I'm not doing it anymore. Fuck you guys. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for joining us, Mike. I didn't mean, Mike, I'm sorry. I said fuck you. I didn't mean at all. That was, and William, you didn't do that either. I hope you guys. It's been a roller coaster of events this evening. Uh, I'm sure my neighbor's probably upset with me. Uh, I've been yelling. It's just I got excited with the Josh fight story. Stay tuned, Mike. You'll hear uh, me talk about the Josh fight. I just stay tuned. I don't. It's not happening when I hang up. You'll have to listen at another date. Just it's late. I'm upset now because I've upset you guys. I know I have. When I said fuck off, that was rude of me. I apologize. God. Damn it. I, I made Canada mad tonight. I mean, it's just been a night of wrecking lives, I'm sure. Fuck. Bumbling. Jesus. It's, you know what? It's over. I might not even do episode 21 after the way I, I treated America and, and Canada. Our hey, friend wait, this, from the north. This was episode 20? That's a celebration. What the hell was that? Two kids is that a bird? Is there a bird in your house? Caca, caca. No, I was popping champagne, popping champagne. Have you ever opened a bottle of champagne and pop? It does this. 
That's what it does. Oh, that, was so goes, that would have made more sense. Yeah. It doesn't go. I mean, what, what the hell? Pew, 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 pew. It, was, it was rapid fire. Like Anyway, congrats on episode 20, Douglas. Way That's, to go. Off the rails. I episode will congratulate 20. you as a congratulating from as a host of No Judgments here on Off the Rails with their 20th episode. Nice. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Um, I do want to say that. Yeah. Let's do that. Everybody, let's get your imaginary champagne and let's shake it up right now and let's all open them at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. How many bottles is it? Were you just picturing like a row of bottles that all just went off at the same time? Uh, was it just a bunch of people standing around in a circle shooting off champagne? I didn't have enough time to think about it. You had, had just hit me with the episode 20 news. I didn't know that. And I hadn't thought about it. And so I, it just came out of my mouth. It, it was I was incorrect. And that's my bad. That's how how did you not know it was episode 20? This is what I'm talking about. Get involved, would you? You know, <laughs> why did you get involved? You're right. unbelievable. It's over. You're- We're done. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Hosting DOA. You did a fantastic job. Thank you to all of those people that have listened for way too long. I hope you enjoyed the Josh fight. Feel free to comment on any of our social medias. Leave us a voicemail if you've got any ideas, you want to comment on anything. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Gay Cantlay, William, do you have anything you'd like to add before we end this fantastically uh, terrible episode where I've offended everybody? I think it was great. Thanks, Douglas. Thank you, Mike. Thanks to everybody who takes the time to listen to us at any point. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Mike. Later. Peace. We're out. Hopefully there's a 21. Bye. We're Doug and Will and we are off the rail, off the rail.